14. With me, like always, my co-host, Joey, a.k.a. True Styles. It's Monday, January 15th, 2024, where we're celebrating Dr. Martha Luther King Jr.'s B-Day. What's good, Joey? This day is good. This day is good. It's been a good weekend. Been a good uh, week going forward. Got my referee cert. So, you know, I'm refereeing games now. I put the sneakers on the shelf. As I said, I put Nah, not yet. <laughs> I asked you to tee someone up. <laughs> no, I try not to call travel on the young kids. Um, but I did a uh, an eighth grade game, and his kid was about six seven already. He wow. got a little skill to him. Yeah, you, we'll hear about him one day. Plays down on the shoreline in Connecticut. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Six seven as a what grade? Eighth. Oof. He's an eighth. He's an eighth grade. He's he's about six seven. He's. <laughs> He's got a little bit of coordination. He's he's pretty he's coordinated. And well, he plays big. I don't want to cut you short, but we have a lot to go through tonight. So I want to get rolling on this. And yes, sir. I want to do a follow-up of last mm. week's show on the coaches carousel. I want to do a quick rundown of some of the teams and a sleeper team that might have coaches available available. And we're gonna to try to put some names and stuff. So just a quick follow-up. Atlanta, Carolina. Washington, Raiders, Chargers, Seattle, and Tennessee are all looking for a coach. New England, they've already got their coach because it was in uh, Mayo's contract. They don't have to do any of the other process of the Rooney rules and whatnot. They were able to just put him right in um, as a head coach. Now, Can I say something on that really quick, though? Go ahead. I, I, I worry about that. I, I worry about – um. How that's how that's transpiring. Where you know, there's there's issues in New England where they talk about maybe the culture needs to change. Do you think the culture going to change with Gerard Mayo? I, possibly. We don't know. Let, leave it up to him. What I don't like about this, what I don't like about this, I feel like he's almost being set up to fail. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, there was in his it was in his contract, and it's not like he's being handed a team that has any potential. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have draft picks. What I understand, well, they might not. Have to, I mean, they they will after this year. They don't have a lot of capital going forward, and they also don't have a lot of interest. People don't want to come to New England and play sports, period. So to be fair, I, I worry if the, he's just being set up to fail and that, you know, they, they voided the Rooney rule with this. But go ahead, to be fair with what? All right, that's on him because he was going to take a job elsewhere to be a D.C. Because remember, he was not given the D.C. position last yeah. year. And Robert Kraft said, no, 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 we want you. We're going to make you the – the next uh, head coach after Belichick will put it in the contract. So he got mm. he got stuff he wanted. So okay. if he fails, it's on mm. him. He knew what he was getting into. I can't I can't I give him that he's setting up the field. He's setting himself up the field. Then I just like to see him get another opportunity beyond what he could get now. Meaning I don't think it's going to work here. I, I just don't think New England's market is going to sustain or, or pick itself up. And then he's going to get fired after two years of, of mediocre football. And he's not getting another chance. That's what I well, worry about. Let's put it this way about him. Most people mm. don't know is after he got done playing football, he got hired by a Fortune 500 uh, company. He's no dummy. So we'll see what he can do. I mean, I'm not hating on the man himself, but I'm going to hate on the fact that he's on the Patriots and I want the Patriots to fail. <laughs> That's why I'm going down. But, okay. Okay. True Styles. Yes, sir. I got a couple. I'm going to give you. A, I want you to shoot out a couple names or 
I'll can shoot out some names and you tell me where you think they're gonna go. Which way you want to go about this? Um, I got a few names that I saw. I think you're better yeah. with the you you're better with identifying the teams. I have the names of coaches that I think are are, are out there and available. Now okay. let's start with the shoot obvious. They, they've been ranked. I mean, where do you think Bill Belichick's going? Let's let's start. All right. Now. Right now, the game is being played right now. If Philly loses, I see Belichick going to Philly. The owner tried to buy the Patriots back in '93. Mm-hmm. He was a BU grad. I believe he's from the area within New England. Mm-hmm. He will definitely, and that's a perfect spot for Bill, a ready-made team with a quarterback and everything. Now, if they do win this game and they do not uh, fire the coach, I really see a strong fit for Bill Belichick in Atlanta, make a move with Chicago to get Justin Fields. I like that fit for Bill. Now, Cowboys have a play in this now too. If Jerry Jones yeah. after what just happened, that's where I was he could going. make a push. He could make a push. I don't know if Bill wants to deal with Dallas. I still think the two front running teams for Bill will be Philly and Atlanta. What else All you right. got? So to clarify what you're saying, Bill Belichick likely is going to end up in Atlanta because Philly should win tonight. No, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that. And right I now, know. they're in the red zone. Um, the Buccaneers, but it's early. Name another okay. guy. What he got? Hit me. Uh, all right. We, we know Jim Harbaugh is the next obvious big name you want to hear about. Charges. Charges. I don't Any see other? him going anywhere else. He's in. He's uh. He been out out west. He's one in San Diego. Uh, San Diego or San Diego State. I can't remember which one. Stanford. Yeah. He's done well at the 49ers. He talks about that. Um, he loves Justin Herbert. The only problem there is if the owner will spend any money, let yeah. him do a lot of things he wants to do, like are you going to uh, practice nutrition? Are you going to let him do a lot of the things he wants to bring to this organization? If the charges are cheapskates, he's yeah. going to want no part of that, and he'll stay in Michigan. And they also need a GM too. I'm yeah. sure Jim's fine with them hiring a GM. And can he mess with that GM? Name me another nice. guy. All right, tell you what, this is a name not so many people hear about. The pedestrian NFL fan is not going to know this name, but he's the offensive coordinator of the up-and-coming Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson. Okay, I, I, got, a, I got a couple of places for Ben Johnson. Number mm-hmm. one, Carolina would love to have Ben Johnson, but mm-hmm. I think Washington's going to make the strong play for Ben Johnson. You may see other teams bring him in for interviews, but I see Washington really pushing – when they brought in the GM, um, the assistant GM from San Francisco, yeah. I really see them pushing for Ben Johnson. Um, now, mind you, I'm going to give you another name that Carolina misses out on Ben Johnson that a couple of teams would be interested in is Houston's rookie OC uh, coordinator, Bobby Slowick. Okay. Watch his name get thrown around when he doesn't go elsewhere. Shoot me another name. I'll tell you what. I'll give you two names because you shook up two different franchises in your in – your- in your spiel over here. One okay. of them's from the Eagles. He's the offensive coordinator. The other one's the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Two names I kind of put in a parallel. Ryan Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. Dan Quinn, the defensive okay. coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Where do you think one of them's going? Okay, I got Dan Quinn. The obvious place is Seattle. He's been in that yeah. building as a coordinator, I believe, before. I think that's where Seattle's really pushing. I'm not sure about the Phillies uh, OC. If he's yep. going to get a job anywhere right now, I don't see his name mentioned as much as I do other people's name. So you got to figure some of these teams who miss out on other guys, mm-hmm. like maybe a Carolina or maybe a Tennessee, 
might turn to him. Um, right. So I'm not sure where Brian Johnson's going to go. These next two names I had, again, they're in the, they kind of fit in a similar space on how I researched this. They're both defensive coordinators. One is of the Bengals, one is of the, of the Vikings. The Bengals' defensive coordinator is Lou Anarumo, and the other, what I think might be a controversial hire, is the defensive coordinator of the Vikings, and that's Brian Flores. As we know, he had those challenges in Miami uh, with his, uh, his differences with the current owner, Stephen Ross. Okay, and I don't see lawsuit. a market... I don't see a market for either one of them out there right now. I was I kind of the grace with that. That's why I got him at the end. And yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I also ahead. We I, I see other defensive coordinators getting looked at before them. I see Tennessee really interested in the Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Okay. I also see um, possibility if the Ravens don't hire Antonio Pierce. It's possibly looking at Buffalo's former DC, Leslie Frazier. Okay. I see that. Who else you got? Shoot me another one. Well, this is the here's my last one I had for this because here's a name that's been thrown around for probably a, getting close to a decade. Uh, he currently is the assistant head coach in Washington with the Commanders, and it's Eric Bieniemy. Do you think he's finally gonna get a stab, or 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 is this reorg, this rebuild, this Commanders? Re everything getting redone. Is he part of that? And he becomes the his, head coach. Here's the thing. His name I could not find anywhere as being tied to any jobs. You know? He was let go of Ron Rivera, if I believe. Is that is that part of what happened? That he, he, he could have. I did not look deeper into him getting let go. When I was looking up coaches, yeah, I didn't see any interest in him anywhere. Yeah, I do think he got let go because I think didn't um didn't Washington block him from being able to talk to KC about going back during the playoffs? I think I saw something about that where he might have got blocked from going back to That's KC. Interesting. I'm That's not interesting. 100% positive about that, but I remember hearing something vaguely. There's a lot been going on this week. Um, I'm going to give you a couple na- uh, name or two. But wait, wait, one more. I got one thing. Okay. Vrabel, is this is where we talked about recycle coaches. This, I meant to ask you this a second ago. We talk, and I, I, I complain about recycled coaches. Um, Mike Vrabel, he's young. He's young. So I might have to give him a pass, meaning if he gets another job. But it, it's kind of proven he hasn't really done much. So do you think there's any type of even coordinator, a coordinator job for him? Okay, wait a minute. He hasn't done nothing. He did win a playoff game beating the New England Patriots with Ryan Tannehill. He's had he's been very successful with an ownership that doesn't give him as much. Um, okay. And you like knocking. Um, I thought about this the other day, like these recycled coaches. Mm. Who who is the most winning coach in NFL history? Probably a coach that had more than one team. No, no, no. Who got <laughs> the most wins ever? It's a, it's a Dolphins coach, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know where, <laughs> and, and where did, where was he a coach before the Dolphins? <laughs> I don't even know, actually. I don't know. The Jets. Was he? Oh, the Colts. The Colts. Well, the Colts. Uh, the Colts, I remember. That, that might be right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The Colts. But he and, got a second uh, chance at a young age. Ball. He's not 70. Bel- I, I mean, Belichick, Carroll. Those guys are 72. But wait a minute. That's what who's I mean. The second, They're kind of old. Who's the second winningest coach in NFL history? Is it Belichick or is it... uh? It's Belichick. It is Belichick. He, it's, it is Belichick. He's a retrend. He got fired in Cleveland. But how young was he? He's 72 now. So he was in, it, but, what I'm saying is these coaches, 
they, they're oh, 68, 69, getting their third, fourth job. Like, come on, bro. But wait a minute. But someone <laughs> like Sean Payton still are young enough that he can be around for another 10 years. That's when you got to, when you talk about, I can't be, he's not, no, he's going to be younger than that. But I'm saying we're retrends the age. Yeah. Yes. Like I can see Pete Carroll. You're not going to want that because Pete Carroll's on my list. Mm. If he doesn't go to the charges, I see Pete Carroll taking the charges job. You know, and you really don't want a 72-year-old to restart at a new franchise because how many years are you going to actually get him for? So mm-hmm. I understand that as a retrend, but if you're in your late 50s or early 60s, you can go like 62 to 72, obviously. So. But how do you are- also, the other thing I, I complain about that is, is relation to the players. You know, that's that's one of the things these younger coaches are showing at like the uh, McVeigh's, even the uh, – Miko Ryan's, these guys are younger. They have a different way of relating to players. And that was an issue with the NBA some years back. These coaches were just too old. They couldn't relate. And they weren't from the same, you know, sheet of, uh, sheet of paper, you know, cut from the same cloth, as they say. I, I think that's Sometimes one of the things I'm getting with this. Go ahead. So, so ultimately, I think Tennessee made the mistake firing Rabel. Now, regardless, Rabel's going to be able to get almost, I think he's the third or fourth best coach on the market. I think Jim's number one. I think Belichick has to be number two still. He his track record's there. Mike's probably number three, but you still got some of these young guys, like you said, the Ben Johnson stuff. Now mm-hmm. also remember there was a power struggle in Tennessee. Oh, Mike and Rabel. he didn't get along with the GM. Yes, and I yeah. think that was a mistake because the players loved him. So now there are a couple question marks. I got a sleeper team. So Mike, I, 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 Mike's gonna end up somewhere. I'm not sure where he wants to go because everyone thought it was gonna be of uh, New England. There's a team right now who made the playoffs that might need a coach. Who do you think that is? True Styles. It's an unobvious one because people think maybe Philly, maybe Dallas. There's one more team that I'm keeping an eye on that can have a vacancy that people aren't expecting. Ah, uh, he he's lost right now. I can see it. Go ahead, True Styles. What do you got? Uh, you're saying is a, a vacancy. Um, hmm. there will be, I think, a surprise one. I mean, the Rams lost, but I I I, I kind of question. He's young. He seems like he brought a team out of nowhere. Uh, who else is in there? Let me see the dot. Well, Mike, hey, I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm, I know a lot of us aren't happy with Mike. Not gonna be him. No. Um, who else lost? No, Mike Tomlin ain't going anywhere. There you go. Uh, he might. Why? He might. He why? might actually. From word I heard is he might be pulling a Sean Payton and taking some time off. He might. Okay, actually that's step down. Okay, that's what I mean. A surprise one. So that's a. That's pretty much it on the coaches. We updated everyone, but I wanted to be a lookout for that. He might take some time off. Mm, that's um, interesting. Yep, because I think right now with Belichick, Carroll, um, and Vrabel, I think he's the longest active coach right now. Mm. But, Joe, you got anything on the uh, coaches? No, I just think it's nice to see a shift, and I just think it's good to see some of these younger coaches. I like to see that younger blood coaches are. Uh, making things happen. I like what's going on in Texas right now. Or Houston. Okay.
Recently retired of the legendary coach of Nick Saban in Alabama. They moved quickly in higher Washington's Kalen Dubar. I think I pronounced Dubar. that right. Dubar. 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 <laughs> Kalen right. Dubar. Dubar. What does this mean for Bamba going forward as the power shifts in the SEC? Did the NIL force Nick out? Now, recently, Reggie Bush believes the reason that Nick Saban retires as Alabama coach has nothing to do with his age. Instead, the former USC star posted that the 72-year-old coach no longer had control over five-star athletes because of NIL, saying that NIL ran him away. What's your take on that? I agree. I agree it's because of age and the NIL. I just think he he didn't like the transfer portal as well. Um, I think he was losing ground and grip just as it was. He didn't win the title this year, and I, it's just been a struggle. He hasn't been five years in a row, uh, you know, whatever he was winning a couple years back when he was they were clearly a straight powerhouse. Um, there, was, there wasn't even a close second at one point. So I think he realizes his time and his, his ability to adapt into today's, we'll call it the market, is not there. And um, I, I think he respectfully is bowing down. And for him to speak and say what he said, I, I think it's, it's very uh, it's eye-opening. But I also think it was truthful and sincere. He is getting older. And perhaps the NIL did run him away. So it's a combination of both. So that's why I agree with him, with meaning Reggie Bush. And I also agree with Nick Saban. And I, I think the, the biggest thing is we're going to start seeing a lot more parity amongst college football because of this. And coaches will probably not be able to sustain that legacy that he did because of that. Um, or it'll just be a different type of trendy coach who has his trends of being able to attract players, perhaps like a Dion or something like that. Well, I also believe that that is part of the reason why Nick left. And I also believe it's a lot of the reason you saw a lot of the old school um, college basketball coaches finally hang it up. I mean, they're, they've been around forever. There's new things coming in with the NIL when the transfer portal, portal, Ugh, one of them days that <laughs> it makes it it's it's at that age and not not that they can't adapt i think they don't want to be bothered it's a wear and tear recruiting and everything and now they got to deal with this i think some of the greats if they were still in their like 50s 60s not 70s they might have stuck around for it so i do think the power could shift um i like to see it because i am not a fan of alabama they I might love, not even know how to recruit not, not to chop you up in that, but they, he might not even know how to recruit because the recruiting now is probably done in a digital for, a digital fashion. Obviously, kids have their own YouTube pages. They have their own channels now, so you got to pay attention. you got to like them and follow that. When you, in the meantime, you're thinking about taking private jets to people's homes and sitting on their couches. I don't even know if that's the way it's done anymore. So I mean, I mean there's still, to that degree, there's still some you know, comfort in, in, in that degree to him, but I don't know if that's still a way that recruiting is done. And I think, again, the lack of being able to just change on that fly at that age is, is probably what he's really putting in his own head, and that's why he's speaking that to the public. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree there's a lot changing, and we will know more in a few years. Um, do you think it's cost-effective? Do you think even recruiting is cost-effective anymore to fly and sit in somebody's couch and try to bribe them with some some candy and the mother got flowers? and You know, you're going to buy them a car. and this. I don't even think that's cost-effective anymore. Hmm. Never thought of that. Pos 
I, I think once we talk about our next topic, we can get more into that. Um, yeah. let, let, let's let's get into that. I'm with you. So, this is kind of going to coincide with what's going on in Alabama with Nick Saban leaving. Um, FS, FSU receives substantial penalties for violating the NCAA rules on NIL deals. Now, this is something that people say they it's been like the wild, wild west and they have no way of catching these guys or they, they're not doing anything about it. So, this is what was said. The NCAA says um, offensive coordinator Alex Atkins drove a player who was considering transferring to FSU to meet with leader of one of the program's booster-driven NIL collectives. At the meeting, the booster told the player who did not wind up on FSU's roster that he would be paid 15000 a month if he played for the Seminoles. The NCAA rules prohibit anyone from using the promise of NIL deals, particular, I'm sorry, as an inducement to attend a particular school, and they prohibit coaches from facilitating the meetings between prospects and boosters. The penalties against FSU mark the first time a football program has been punished for using the NIL to lure a player to their campus. Since athletes started making money three years ago, while money in college sports say, while many college sports say this is this practice is widespread, proof of violations have been hard to pin down. So basically, what I was told <clears throat> for them to pin down people. They basically need other schools to rat on them by calling up the NCAA. Hey, uh, True Styles, uh, URI is doing this. You need to uh, go look into it. Or this play I heard did this and wouldn't take the money here. Basically, mm-hmm. they want all these coaches, the rat and te- schools to rat on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, look, at, I'm all for these players making money, mm-hmm. but they got to do something. They got to they gotta stand up a... a, a a commissioner or something for college sports. What do you think they should do? All right. So just to clarify what you were saying, I think I got you saying is FSU in Florida state university football team. Um, they've been penalized for violating the NIL, which is also name image likeness for a college athlete. For those that don't know name image likeness is where college athletes can have their own brand. They have they can have sponsors, they can collect money, they can now get paid from whoever and still be able to play on that college particular team or court or school, whatever it is. Back in the day, college kids couldn't even get a cheeseburger for free without getting in some kind of violating uh, without getting a violation. So that's all changed as of three years ago. However, there is still some clauses and there are still some policies in place regarding it. And what the villain is saying is Florida State University football team had a prospect kid and they offered him $15,000 a month to come play for Florida State University. Now, we all know that's been happening before three years ago, but now it's accepted. I don't know how I feel about it. I think that it's, I guess they're just being transparent because in, in, in short, you're getting $15,000 in other ways 
or at least you were under the table. So is it now a violation for the school to step in and say, look, I want to step in front of Nike, which is now going to pull this kid to another school because Nike's going to give them money to go play for True Styles University, per se. I don't see how that should be a problem. Um, I, I think college athletes should be getting as much money as they possibly can. And I actually like the fact these college players are getting paid because now they're not hostage to the uh, to the professional draft in which they don't get paid what they deserve. Down to the schools having to get involved to compete with these other brands like Nike, these other car dealerships, whoever it may be for that town, because you got to think about it. These, these, these sponsors can come from anywhere. And if you if that town can benefit from putting you on their billboard in their in their car dealership, they're going to sponsor that 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 athlete. So I don't have a problem with Florida State doing that. Um, but it here's where it gets a little dicey. Where I'll speak out two sides of my mouth. Some universities have more money than others, <laughs> aka the Yankees and the Red Sox. I know that's kind of bringing a professional sports. You mean the Dodgers? The point. In the Dodgers, correct. So <laughs> my point is, you can't expect a school like. I don't know, a regular, just a normal school that has a limited budget or they have so many scholarships, they can only pay but so much. How do you get into those smaller schools where they can actually give you a better education, but they can't give you that same athletic money? That's what it boils down to with D2 and D1. So we're already kind of closing that gap anyway, because that's what we're, we're indirectly seeing. Um, can kids have agents? Because I think that'd be another... Another piece, they can't have agents, I assume, right? Or can they? I can't with the end. That's one thing I, I never researched with NIL. But you would think they want to have somebody at least overlooking them. But I, I don't think the agents are actually part of any type of union that deals directly with the legal teams on these uh, on the on the NCAA. Well, I'm wondering if, if they can have agents. If they can, I think they need the NCAA needs <clears throat> to start putting this into some kind of program where an agent can go negotiate for the kid. That way, that way the, the coaches are out of it. That way you don't have to have a coach bring a kid to a booster. Um, but is it, here's the thing though. It, it, is it the schools we have a problem with doing it or is it anything external? Cause it just seems like the schools are getting flagged for offering money, but everybody and anybody else in the world can. Maybe that's fair. Cause the school's supposed to give you an education. That's why you're there anyway. You have they're making money off you regardless. So is that what we're we're are we fighting that element? What do we well I want to know if a, if a a student itself can hire an agent going into a college and mm-hmm. be able to have that agent negotiate and ideals and stuff for them because I think that would be a little better route of going than just having coaches bring you to a booster and say, Hey Joey. I think you're a five-star athlete. I think you can help uh, FSU to the next level. You come to FSU, um, I'm going to give you the 15000 a month. Well, agents are going to – then agents would just tech, take a certain percentage of that. Like just basically like you, you could buy off the agent, but I understand that aspect. They need to do something. You know, I yeah, love I think, it. But... No, to agree ahead. with you, they did something. And I'm glad it's in this direction because I couldn't stand the fact that before three years ago, these universities were caking and they're pushing the kids through the school system, not even making them go to class. That was what was worse. So at least now these kids can actually stick in. What I do like, what I do like is it's given the schools a chance to have three, four year players now 
you might not get as many one and dones. Because hey, like like we're gonna talk about it right now. Look at Marvin Harrison Jr. He's uh, he's probably gonna go to the draft, but he's gonna make more he money. Did declare. He declared. He declared. Okay, but he you know he's gonna make more money. He's gonna make more money here in as in in Ohio State. What is gonna start happening with the professional leagues? They're gonna have to stop paying up again. Rookies are gonna have to start getting paid. Well, the GS fourteen pointed out that agents represent coaches too. So what I feel is there should be um a like an agency design. Someone build an agency just for high school students that they cannot mm-hmm. uh they cannot be agents for um for, like if they are an amateur like an amateur status like you're still considered an amateur yep. um and then once you like all the way through college but once you become out of college you gotta go to a different agency for adults almost saying that way that coaches can't have any ties to these other ones they just need to do something uh because like you said the schools with the biggest money are gonna dominate now so do you got anything else on this no, I just want to see it continue to go in the direction it is. I'd like to see. I think we have a good problem, personally. Let the schools deal with that. Let them keep getting penalized, all the money they're making off these kids' backs. I want the kids to make more money. Matter of fact, all from $16,000. <laughs> serious. Part two. What a tough week for ESPN's Jim Potaro. Chairman of ESPN and Norby Williamson, executive editor and head of events and studio production, as well as Bob Iger, CEO of Walt Disney Company. What he had to go through this past week, where do we start? Rogers versus Kimball. Started it on the McAfee show. Rogers doubled down on his comments the next time on the show. McAfee had to apologize to Kimball. Now, McAfee says that Aaron Rodgers won't be on ESPN show again this NFL season. That's just one topic that these gentlemen had to go through between the instant between Walt Disney, ABC, ESPN. Then the bombshell that I haven't even got to listen to the whole thing yet. Mm. But then Stephen A. Smith versus Whitlock. This stuff is hilarious. Smith released a full hour-long rant directed at his uh, adversary on Wednesday night. In it, he branded Whitlock, I quote, as the worst human being I've ever known. (laughs) Oh, he gets bad off. He also, quote, he's a piece of S-H-I-T, Smith said. (laughs) He also quoted, he's the dude that's going to have a funeral and ain't going to be no Paul Barris. Okay? That's topic number two. Okay? Wait a minute. Didn't Stephen A. call him a, um, a fat bastard? Oh, there was so much more. <laughs> you know? Also, <laughs> on Friday's broadcast of the Pat McAfee show, the former NFL punter said that ESPN head of studio production, Norby Williamson, was leaking false information about the show to the media outlets. That's that as well, you know. Hmm. Now, now he now that part of the McAfee. Now to stay with the uh, Smith first, um, Whitlock, the former ES employee, ESPN man, recently suggested that Smith penned false 
Hold on. Hood's in his memoir. Using Cat Williams' recent appearance on Shannon Shop's Club Shay Shay podcast as fuel to call Smith an industry plant. Whitlock wrote a column that was entitled, Does Cat Williams' Interview Expose Stephen A. Smith as a Fraud? Like, what is going on? That, and there's still one more thing going on in ESPN, but let's just tackle them things first. Like, what did you read any of this? Did you see any of this? Because I, I got I gotta see that full long thing. I did. I did. So I don't have much to say on this. And one of the reasons I don't have much to say on it is I don't like the whole internal uh to me it's like black on black crime right now with some of this. Um I just think Jason Whitlock is is reaching for something that he will never achieve. Stephen A. Smith can look at this guy and say, you know what? You'll never get to where I've already been. And I'm still moving along beyond you. Um, if if I if let's put it this way, I'm gonna this is a real sensitive topic that I can always talk about with people because it's like, well, when you say, you know, you articulate well, you speak well, you know, they they kind of take they put that towards a race. You know, they put that towards you speak like with a certain race. In my in my everyday engagement with people and in stuff that I view and see and pay attention to. Stephen A. Smith is probably the most well-articulated person that I come across every day. What does he look like? What does he sound like? And who is he? So for all these people out here calling him a fraud, calling him industry plant, whatever they want to be, that's fine. I personally think he's just well above and beyond all the names you just mentioned, including Pat McAfee. So, that to me, I just think this is just garbage. I kind of wish Cat Williams did not go on Club Shay Shay and do all that and say all that. I think he just caused a real divisive uh, moment amongst a lot of a lot of people that didn't really need to take place. Um, I'm not happy with this whole situation, and I just think that Jason Whitlock is reaching, and it's a shame. You know, and there's with ESPN, there's just a lack of institutional control. And if you look at it this way, they're they're doing a good job at capturing the pedestrian like you and I, because this entertains most people, this drama, this hype. But for me, it's a little more internally um, embarrassing, per se. And I just I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I, I think ESPN, it's like anything else, like WWE is the most attractive sport in the world. And it's fake and it's funny and it's full of drama. And ESPN is, is leaning in that space with even the Stephen A show. It's very controversial. It's loud. It's hype. And. Pat McAfee follows him. They're just taking, you know, I call it one hip hop in one country, and they just they they come right after each other. And that's how those shows kind of that's how I view them. Um well, just to kind of furthermore on the whole institutional control at Disney and ESPN, this just shows mm -hmm. where I think ESPN's at. Like we had a group text going on the other day, and like I you were talking about the Jalen Brown thing. And I said, look, I don't watch ESPN besides to watch sports. I don't watch highlights or anything on ESPN anymore. And this is why another reason why I'm getting sick of them. That's not all that's went down this past week. ESPN earned 30 plus Emmys using fake names for on-air talent. Awards were re-engraved for Kurt Urbanstay Stray. Kurt Herbstreet? Is it Herbstreet? Yeah, the way he's they the pronounce uh... it is Herbstreet, I thought. Mm -hmm. Lee Corso and mm -hmm. others who were ineligible to win the win them, but they 
They got them. This practice has gone on since at least 2010. And with the fake names appearing as recently as 2020. Wow. So, like, like what's going on? with Like, well, the ESPN been... has been a mess in the last, a mess in the last 10 years. Well, they've, uh, they've just rehired a bunch of new positions again. It's funny because I met somebody today at my son's game who just got hired by ESPN. But yet they laid off a boatload of people, what, four or five months ago. And that includes here locally in, in Connecticut, meaning it wasn't just the big names that we see. It was a bunch of, um, you know, lower level Behind workers. Behind the scenes, stuff. yeah. Yeah, so it's – it's, and then they, obviously they're probably rehiring at a lower rate. But I think ESPN has really just reached its pinnacle in some ways. Now, they're obviously going to grow because they are a major part of, of what we see. But I think they've reached their pinnacle in there. They might be time for some kind of reorg. Or maybe somebody else needs to come in and take it over or, or compete with them. I know Fox has always been a lay on the side, but ESPN's just conglomerate. Like, let me ask you something. And GS14, you can chime in on the text if you uh, know anything about this. I, When I listen to a lot of things, if I listen to someone on Fox, they have no problem mentioning ESPN. But it seems like if I watch anything on ESPN, I, can, I never hear them talk about this guy from Fox News, sports, or this guy from this station, it seems like if they're not part of ESPN, they don't really talk about them. Now, to be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of ESPN anymore unless it's got to do with watching sports. Am I missing something on this? Am I right on this? Am I wrong on this? True Styles, you got something? No, I'm seeing what you're seeing. I see a lot of what you're seeing. I see a lot of it. It's uh, it's common, but I, I noticed one gentleman ESPN had on the other days, Michael Michael Smith. Remember he and Jamel okay. Hill, they had uh they she had a rant about Trump and then they let her go and then they that show dissolved, and I thought he was gone as well. He was on the sideline the other day. I think it was Cleveland. Uh, where did Cleveland? Uh, I think it was the Cleveland game. I think I saw him on the sideline, but I'm seeing what you're seeing overall. Yeah, I started to throw that out because I was surprised to see him. It's just sad because when I'm sure you felt the same way as a kid, ESPN was like a must watch. And now, like I said, I don't turn it on unless it's to do with watching sports. So do you have anything else on this topic? Nope. Okay. By Amazon to nation's largest regional sports network, Diamond Sports. MLB rejected Amazon's offer. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred called foul on the proposal ahead of the bankruptcy hearing slated for the following day. It was rejected because Amazon wanted a streaming deal for more than one year. Sources said that at the upcoming bankruptcy hearing in Houston, MLB will offer a diamond a deal that reduces the media rights fees it pays for three of their 11 teams in exchange for MLB gaining the digital rights for all diamond teams in 2025. A diamond leader said that the bankruptcy company could reject the MLB proposal and still try to work out a deal with Amazon, but that would be difficult. Diamond Sports currently has digital rights to five of the 11 teams, aside from the TV rights, but it seems like MLB wants to cut out Diamond and strike its own streaming deals with Amazon or Apple starting in 2025. It's just this another case of big fish take little fish. Yeah. This is what, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in for for those that 
for those that don't fully understand with these with these names coming out in these big giant conglomerate companies, it'd be equivalent to us here in New England. So let's say the MLB just gets rid of Nesson and gets rid of Yes. And then the Red Sox and Yankees are, are directly tied to the MLB in some type of app or some type of whatever. Or it's Amazon, but the, again, Nesson and Yes are eliminated. That's where this is going. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I can't, I'm getting somewhat externally confused with all these different names and subsidiaries and how they own each other and how NBC really owns Peacock, but yet they charge us an extra amount of money to put it on that, on that channel where that's kind of where this is going to you're cutting out a middleman, but you're creating another one. Um, to me, it's just all greed, but I also understand it's now a fine, it's a fine line where there's a balance. So that money needs to come in and the way that money or how that money came in, the MLB depended on those companies like diamond to bring it in. And then the MLB would take it when it comes up. So it's almost like, are they going to hire their own department to replace that, that particular company? Cause it's still something that has to be managed. So that's how I think about it. Um, so I, think I, I just think, this, I think Amazon would have too much power. That's why the MLB blocked it. Cause I think that Amazon would bully diamond versus they're not going to bully the MLB. See, I think MLB is looking at 150 million. This Trump change is basically getting a house in foreclosure. I think MLB is looking at if they get these rights deal and they can sell these rights to uh, um, Amazon or Apple for billions, two billions. That's why I think they're looking at. That's why I think it's a case of big fish take little fish. You know, that's exactly what I'm looking at, and it's they're gonna both try to cut each other out to get it. I mean, Dime, Diamond Sports is in bankruptcy. They they're gonna take the best deal. So. Okay. I mean, this is something we've been on, I think, past episodes. I think we talked about this one in uh, episode 12 yeah. where ben, uh, Bezo was playing check, uh, chess, not check is. I mean, I like going back to different shows and following up on stuff when they're. Um, True Styles, you got anything else on this topic? No, nah, I just think that the MLB is smart for this. I think Amazon would have too, too, too much control, and we wouldn't want that because in games beyond at 4 o'clock in the morning per se. <laughs> over last week's picks real quick we're not gonna make picks this week because right now we don't know exactly what's going on we still got to feel the game but last week true styles you went uh oh and two to bring your total to 12 and 16 i went one and one to bring my total to 11 and 17 um right now if we were going by what we see here, by the way, the Bucks up 13 to three. So it could, wow. there could be something happening. Um, we are going to, we will try to get picks in next week. Once it's back to no more Monday night, when we usually record on Mondays, obviously. Mm. Um, true styles. If you do, do you have a pick that you want to just throw out there? Is anything you're say you think a team's going to win? You can throw it out there. And now's the time. If not, uh, I think the Buffalo Kansas city game is going to get real interested. I'm wondering who's favored. I'll leave that at that. It's in Buffalo, isn't it? So I'm gonna say I think it's in Buffalo. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna say this could be the year that KC's yeah. gonna go on the road. We're gonna find out what they're made of. Okay, that's gonna be an interesting game. I don't know who's gonna win that, but it's gonna be an interesting game. I hope it is. I hope it's exciting, not just a one sided or a bad game. Okay. Okay, true stars. Before we wrap it up, um. You got any shout outs or anything? Because I definitely got some uh, a rant or two. I'm quiet this week. 
Okay, well, I go. I kind of got a little something I want to go off of. Um, where do I begin? So I've been seeing stuff on social media lately that kind of really I just don't understand people. So people can help me out on this. People are upset that number one Williams from USC said he will not he will not declare for the NFL draft if Chicago will not trade the pick or trade him, he does not want to play there. And I 100% agree with him. What this is people think it's too. a pri- people think too. it's a privilege to play these sports. I disagree. It's not a privilege, it's just you're gifted. No, you're gifted and it's somewhere along the line when me and you were out partying, he was in bed getting up at 4 in the morning to prepare to get where he is. It's a business. Why are you going to go to a, an organization that repeatedly screws up people and their careers with quarterbacks? They messed up Justin Fields. They messed up Mr. Trubisky. They dropped the ball. They're bad ownership. Bad, bad ownership. I don't understand why people are upset with it. People don't understand, but yet the top engineer in the world, he can choose a firm he wants to work at. The top yes. esthetician, he or she can choose whose face she wants to design. Um Listen, when you're the top 1% of what you do in the world, which is what Caleb Williams is, you should have a choice to some degree, some regard of where you want to go. And if people like Eli Manning can control the narrative, why can't he? So I agree with you 100%. It's not not a privilege. It's a gift to be like like you just said. It's a gift. It's not a privilege. It's a matter of fact, you know what? These professional sports venues – the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB, and the NHL, they got to start looking at that. This is a gift to them because if they start getting competition, meaning another league that runs parallel with them, then you got a real problem. So, no, it's not a privilege. It's a gift. I agree with you. I mean, and this is part two. I saw another thing that, oh, the world's coming to the end. They postponed the Bills for uh, Steelers <laughs> game. And my day, I walked to school in the snow. Okay, people, I'm tired of hearing that we walk to school in the snow. Yes, when we were growing up, our option was you walk to school, you take the bus, or you had a friend or your parents gave you a ride if you didn't have a car. It's a different world. Doesn't mean it was right. Stop it. It wasn't about the players as much as that we cry about these politicians for being in office too long. You want terms. They do the same thing repeatedly. Well, wait a minute. The governor, whatever, comes out and says, no, we're going to postpone this game. I don't want people on the road. They're protecting Mm -hmm. the fans. They're Mm -hmm. protecting the offices, the Mm -hmm. fire people, and the emergency people to get back in in, an emergency, if there is one, to get their safety. It's protecting the guys plowing the roads. It's, It's so much more than the actual game. You guys are all a bunch of babies who think that all these people growing up are babies. No. You raise these kids nowadays. Stop it. And you know what else? They're protecting the overall interest of the game. Let's face it, man. It's just like they're not going to have a Super Bowl in, in a blizzard. You want to see the game played with the players at their best. So let's, yes, it, the postponement of the game was appropriate. And I, I have to agree with you on that one as well. And I agree with the uh, the coddling of the culture that we live in now. <laughs> but, you know, hey, I, I, it's got to protect the interest of things, too. It, it what it is. Think about it. I'm sick of hearing these narr- narratives. Look at we knew how we had to get to school. You know what? Nowadays, a kid can turn on his phone and zap and get a ride to school through Ly- Lyft or Uber. 
We didn't have them options. Yeah, you know, yeah, back yeah. then, our parents thought it was safe for us to do that. No one thinks it's as safe as much today, especially with all these nitwits out there. So, no, I'm sorry. The, the, the world's not ending. Stop it. Yesterday's gone. It's either adapt or die. Adapt with the times, bottom line, people. I got nothing else tonight. Do you, True Styles? I'm good. I've had a good week, and I'm going to make it. I'm, tomorrow's going to be even better. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> yeah. I, please like, share, and subscribe below. Happy MLK Day. Peace. Yeah.